You're listening to a DM podcast. We are underway. G'day, guys. Welcome to Talking League. We're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host, TK. Great news. The boys are back. Andy, I've missed you. I'm back. But I've got a reveal. <laughs> There's been some good resumes come in. When I joked about you not coming back, DM Central, mate. Uh, look, send them my way. I'll have a read and I'll see if they can actually hold up to my pedigree. <laughs> it's true. A few better looking ones than you too. But we're also joined by the snake. <laughs> I, did, I did enjoy that on the on the uh, potty. Well done. Better looking. Uh, we were just talking about off air. He's coming with a fresh haircut. He he's looking good to go. Is is he trying to impress? Maybe I have or- to. I feel like I did hear it. Look, I've got a couple of things, guys. Um, if you listen carefully, you can actually hear some paint drying. <laughs> I don't know. He's turned up real good. Usually I'm the fresh haircut no, guy, well, but we've got a mandate on Saturday going to the footy, so I don't think that maybe that is. No, nah, Parramatta playing versus Sharks. It's going to be a gracker. Yeah. Okay. Before we get to the – we've got heaps of Q&A today. We've got 17 questions to get through, but before we get that, we're going to be hitting up with Physio Phil. Uh, we'll do a few Q&As, and then we'll come back for the GOAT, Jeremy Lattimore's tips. But please head over to social media, follow the daily player and team analysis, Talking League Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Talking League One on Twitter. So let's get to it and uh, let's catch up with Phil first. All right, guys, let's catch up with Physio Phil for all the latest injuries. You can find Phil on Twitter now, physio underscore Phil B. And you can also find him at his build practice at Elsie Street Physio, which is elsiestreetphysio.com.au. Phil, welcome back, bud. Thanks, TK. Good to be back, mate. Yeah, mate. It's three rounds in. We're about to hit round three, but you made a little comment on Tommy Turbo today, and it was is quite interesting, especially seeing him in the flesh actually sprinting. Now, can you just give us a little update? When someone's coming back from a hamstring injury and they're starting to sprint, mm. what's the kind of timeline, and is, is that – I'm assuming it's a positive sign. Yeah, it's definitely a positive sign. And look, again, it's that whole thing where if it was his first hamstring injury, um, then – you'd be taking that as really good signs. So normally as they're first hitting top end speed and starting to sprint, um, normally that's a sign that their workload's starting to ramp up. The top end sprint is sort of obviously the riskiest thing for hammies. Mm. Um, so it's usually if you're just starting to do that, you start to build up your volume of that and what they call uh, repeat speed efforts or repeat uh, maximal efforts. Yep. Um, if you get through that stuff, okay, and then you get into gang situation stuff after that, and then once you do that, normally with our guys, they've got to get through two um, full training sessions uh, with opposed stuff, so game situation stuff involved. Yep. And once they get through that, they're pretty much uh, clear to play. Tommy, you know, I, I sort of made the comment on Twitter that I think he'll be ramping up his volume very slowly yep. just because of his history of repeated hamstring strength. So as opposed to someone who would normally get to that stage if they're feeling good, they'd ramp up quite quickly. With him, I think they're probably going to ramp up quite slowly over a couple of weeks. The other thing is probably his confidence as well, you know, in terms of, you know, how at that top end, you know, being at 100% sprint um, is probably the other big thing because, you know, his hemi's popped on him a few times now at top end. So how mm. confident is he going to be getting back to that stage? You know, that's the other big question mark I have on him. Yeah, for sure. Now, a guy that you, you mentioned to me on Sunday night was, was Hudson Young and he on – during the live game, he didn't look great, especially mm. the way he, he reacted to it. What's kind of from what you've read and what you observed on the day, what are you thinking about Hudson? Yeah. So it looked like, um, you know, from what they described in the injury report afterwards, well, it looked like they thought he dislocated his kneecap. Mm. Players and looking at the video, it like it was probably more a subluxation, which very similar to a dislocation, but basically it's quickly. Um, and there's usually a lot less damage done to when it completely comes out and stays out. Um, so I read something that they didn't even send him for a scan afterwards, which means that after uh, the game, he also didn't swell up too much. His hands-on testing in terms of the testing that the physios and medical staff would have done must have been quite positive. Yep. Um, so there wasn't a lot of laxity in the kneecap, not a lot of swelling, not a lot of pain. So they've named him for this week. Um, there is, uh, but if they strap it, and his functions pretty good. Doesn't have much swelling. Mm. Then he should be 
you're good to resume normal duties pretty much, I think. Okay. The other one, pretty high-profile guys, you know, Jason Tamulalo and Appy Corrissa. But we'll start with, with Jason breaking his hand, and it was pretty much similar to Brian Kelly mm-hmm. one round before that. But both guys at this stage, not a lot of information on Brian Kelly, but Jason Tamulalo is going with no surgery. Connor, what's your take on both those guys? Normally, your hand fractures, and they don't know exactly where the fracture is in the hand, but most commonly it's tough for the long bones before your fingers. Um, so normally the indication of that is if there's anything less than sort of, you know, five mil of displacement, they tend to not go with surgery. Contact sports, they'll just do surgery anyway because it stabilizes really well and it speeds up the recovery. Yep. The fact that he hasn't gone for that means that it's very, very minor and will probably heal quite well and too much once he comes back. Yeah, so uh, with Brian Kelly, he had surgery. Um, so it indicates his fracture is probably a little bit worse, but in terms of his recovery time, it's going to be pretty much the same because surgery tends to speed up the recovery. Yep. Um, so, you know, I expect him to, again, pretty much hit the ground running. With those hand fractures, they can do a lot of their running and fitness work um, pretty much straight away after the fracture. So when they come back, they don't have a big drop-off period. They tend to hit the ground running pretty well. Yeah, and next one we'll talk about is Arpi Coruscant, and he had wrist surgery, yeah. and he's looking at like around eight to ten. You know, that's not too bad a turnaround. We're looking about what six weeks. But Phil, yeah. what's in terms of like when he comes back? Like I've I've had a few friends do wrists, and they nearly say it's mm. never the, the same. Like, is yeah. there a chance that he can redo it? Like, is there restrictions? Like, what's your kind of with your patients? What have you seen around wrists? Yeah, so when you have surgery, especially when they're getting plates and screws and stuff in, um, it it really isn't exactly the same as it was before. They tend to lose a percentage of um, of movement. Mm. Um, but in terms of, you know, on a footy field, you don't really need that full range of movement. It's not like they're gymnasts or anything like that where they need sort of need to take their wrist to that really extreme range of motion. Yep. So with Appy, you know, six to eight weeks is – is indicating that it's a pretty bad fracture. Um, and the fact that he needed surgery is pretty bad. So, again, same as with the hand, he can do a lot of his fitness work and that sort of thing. It would just be more so with his wrists, more so confidence coming back into his tackling. And he's, he's sort of pretty aggressive with his tackling style yeah, he and is. he shoots up out of the line and stuff. So, yep. that might be a bit of an issue. Um, but, you know, in, in terms of re injury, it's pretty low. He's going to have some some metal plates and screws in there sort of holding it together. So the re-injury rate is actually very, very low with those. Okay, nice, um, nice one. Yeah. All right, two to finish, and it's, it's the foot. We'll start with Chanel mm. Harris-DeVita, mate. 12 weeks, stress factor in the foot. Kind of yeah. what have you seen in terms of your own patients and the players that you treat? How bad is his mm. stress factor? Yeah, it's not It's not great. Um, stress fractures in the foot are really tricky because quite often the bones have a poor blood supply. Mm. Um and the healing is very, very slow. So I think with him, they actually opted for surgery, um, which is slows him down initially. And, you know, it, it can make returning quite tricky, especially because he's going to be in a boot probably for at least six to eight weeks of that recovery, yeah. doing no running whatsoever. So he loses quite a lot of fitness. And a lot of times guys coming back from these injuries, they actually – for the first period that they're back, they tend to lose a bit of explosiveness. Mm. Um, and I think that's probably the case with AJ Brimson because he's coming back from something similar. It wasn't a stress fracture, but he had a fracture in his foot. And they tend to lose a bit of that sort of quickness off the mark and that explosiveness for a little bit. It takes him a while to get that back. Yep. So I'm a little bit worried about him coming back because he does rely on his his speed and, and his agility. So I'm a little bit worried about him coming back. Um, 12 weeks is probably the absolute minimum. He might even get pushed out a little bit further than that. So, yeah. so you're saying 12, 12 weeks till he can literally come back, but then his fitness is gone because he can't do fitness work, right? It, it, yeah, exactly right. And then even then, once he gets fit, you know, it tends to take him a while to really get that explosiveness back as well. So, yeah, so that 12 yeah, could be reckon, 20. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Wow. And then, mate, the last one we'll finish with is Raymond Fatale Mariner. And mm. 12 legs look good for Chanel. They're talking about four yeah. months for this guy. Four months, yeah. So, and I haven't, they haven't said exactly what his injury is. With that time frame, I'm guessing it's probably a Liz Frank injury. Yep. Um, so, a Liz Frank injury is basically, you know, some people call it uh, the ACL of the foot, you know, in terms of it's that bad. It's one of the main ligaments in the foot 
which stabilize uh, the joint between your first and second toes. Now, when that ruptures, if you have a fracture with that as well, it destabilizes the whole forefoot. So you basically lose the ability of your whole forefoot. Yeah, gotcha. So normally surgery for that is they um, put a screw or a, um, some wires between the first and second toes to hold that together to let the ligament heal. Then you go in, take the screws out, you know, maybe two or three months later, then you've got to go through the whole rehab process again after that. Wow. And that's why it's that three to four month uh, type rehab. So I'm guessing with that timeline, that's probably what he's done. And that's in the same case as Chanel, where he's going to do no running. You know, he's a big guy, so he's going to really struggle to come back from that this season. I even think when he comes back at the end of the year, I think he's going to be on, you know, very limited minutes off the mm. bench, probably in an impact role at most. I can't see him playing 80 minutes in the back row. Yeah, wow. Well, Phil, before yeah. I let you leave, mate, you draggies, mate. They could go two and one. They could. Yeah, they could if they can knock off Manly. It, it puts us uh, two wins above the wooden spoon, so I'll be pretty happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Phil, always appreciate the insights. Get following Phil. He's on he's on Twitter now, physio underscore Phil B. And like I said, you can find him at Elsie Street Physio in, in Burwood. But, mate, we'll catch up again in a couple of weeks. Thanks, DK. Catch up soon. All right, gents, let's get to it. And our first question. Hey, lads. Jeffrey Watson here from Darwin, Northern Territory. Just interested to hear your calls on Schuster's prospects and where we can see him going to. Also on Lachlan Lamb, is it time to bail? Catewell, is, is he a sell with his minutes coming through and the way they're going? And Cleary, is he ever going to come down in price, lads? Let us know. Yeah, I reckon Lachlan Lamb is another hold for a week. The thing with Townsend, SJ's back in round yeah, six. Boys. Yeah. <laughs> You're still <laughs> hanging there. But, uh, SJ, nice little delay there for my man. Is this, is this long? <laughs> <laughs> but SJ's back in round six and eight, so you're kind of running out of time, and you're going to waste the trade because you're going to have to trade and then trade back. So Lamb, we probably haven't seen his total upside because Crichton's been out as well. So what I'm going to say is that is probably give him a couple more weeks, let that combination flow. Andy, was this my question by myself? Were you going to chime in this one? No, well, there's a couple of shoes ones later. We'll touch on We'll with touch a little bit later. Well. Okay, cool. Cape Wall, I think, is a hold as well. The Penrith minutes are just going to be all over the shop. Again, why waste the trade? Have some faith in what you've picked. You've done the research. He's a good player. Keep him. Don't panic. Yeah. All right, next question, boys. Hey guys, Nick here from Tauranga in New Zealand. I uh, have a bit of a question for you after the turmoil of last week. I uh, had a couple of Broncos players uh, just wanting to know what you're doing with them moving forward, in particular Jake Turpin and Anthony Milford. Uh, a little bit worried about the way they played and the scores they uh, ended up getting. Um, I've also got TC New who, who performed pretty well. But yeah, uh, what's your thoughts on Turpin and Milford moving forward? Cheers, guys. Corbs, that one is yours, my friend. Yeah, no worries. Uh, I would say with Turpin, I'd hold for a week. I mean, he's got a break even at 40. That's not terrible, and it's pretty achievable for him. Dearden is there in the in the background, and I think he's going to make his way on the bench, but he was brought in for the halves. So I think he's putting pressure on the half. So I think even if he does come on at hooker, um, I think Dearden will still uh, score fairly well and get 60 minutes at least. But, yeah, he's, for the, he's there for the halves. Milford, break even 32 is not terrible. If he's your only problem this week after all the news we've had in the last couple of days, <laughs> you are laughing. Yeah. But I, I think you can, you can leave him. He's playing the dogs, surely – that's going to be a bit of a win for him. Um, I wouldn't be holding him for the year, though. I'd be looking to get rid of him in the next few weeks. He seems that he'll keep that yo-yo scores for 2021. Oh, I can't have him in there. I've got him in draft, and it's really hurting me. Tessie New, very good player. Break over to one. He's already made 34K, so you're laughing. Well well done there, Nick. Um, Jewel, 305 price tag. He's a great option still if you haven't um, made the right choice in the centre, so... Uh, there's my feedback for the Bronx. Well done, Nick. Nice. Well done. Next one. Hey, boys. This is Daniel here calling from Auckland, New Zealand. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on Mitch Kenny. Um, should be playing the next five or so rounds at least with Coruscant out. And just thinking about trading him in, getting some quick cash and some good scores at the same time, but then also the fact that Coruscant has come back from injury pretty early before. Cheers, boys. Yeah. 
Thanks, Daniel. Appreciate that taking time. <clears throat> excuse me to leave that. But with Kenny, I picked him up in draft because I think I'm going to get a good six weeks out of him. In classic, he's coming in at 437k. After that, his round three break even is only 22 because he went pretty well last week with a 46, I think it was. But I'm projecting around that 45 to 50 every week because I think he will be playing 80 minutes. He's a great defender. It's just one of those things that, again, like the first question I answered, are you going to waste a trade? And I think today, especially with the news of Puppy being out, Cleary being out, last week Crichton was suspended. I don't think we can just throw away trades for guys that are going to be playing four or five weeks. So my answer is draft, yes, get him. Classic, please avoid. All right, moving on. Hey, boys, it's Tim or Shooter McGavin on Twitter. Um, hopefully I don't bombard, bombard you guys with too much shit, but I'm new to Twitter. So. <laughs> um, yeah, my question was for this week was, is Schuster a replacement for Lamb if he gets a starting spot, even on the edge? Lamb's be. been pretty average, I think, with Kerry taking over the, over the Roosters. Um, yeah. I'm from New Zealand, so I was struggling to call them. <laughs> How good shooter. Shooter's, you know, he's cool. one of our main men in, in Twitter. He's always engaging with us. Great great chat on Twitter. But, Andy, I think you got this one. Yeah, just uh, first off, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> 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 now, in regards to, to Schuster, I I think in a lot of more current news where Curtis Seren's out for an extra – I think he's out for <laughs> an extra four weeks. I think he's out for a total of ten weeks with surgery on his knee. No, mate, it's four to six and then another four to six. Mate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's, that means Schuster's has got a spot for possibly ten weeks in that second row. And I feel like he's that kind of player that just, once he's in the team, it's going to make it hard for the coach to get him out. It just seems like he just loves the ball. Mm. So once he went in, I think he made it's 40 tackles um, with one miss uh, last week uh, when David got injured. So he's looked mm. like he's... In a cracker, um, he's in from a cracker form. Well, he's got that kind of defensive, like you just mentioned. He's got that defensive side now. And now he's, he's just got to learn a position. And right? he's a 5'8", so it's he's got good. that ball playing. It could be that ball playing edge as well. And then, look, in I think it's round six Tuesday. I think it's post round six is when DPP comes in. Yeah. He becomes that DPP half. Could be edge. huge. That is a very rare uh, DPP to have. Yeah. You and, had him in draft too, didn't you? Yeah, he picked him up. And the best part is he's got a break even a three. Next round, so it's pretty low. So look very juicy. I, I see some good signs for him. Perfect. Love it. Hey, what's going on, TK and the boys? <laughs> so, uh, Oscar here from Pagano. Uh, I'm one of the forwards that traded in Andy Daly this week. <laughs> He's left a massive hole in the team. Um, only got about 20K salary. Join the club. Kind of spend around with the riders. I'm in there too. So, uh, I'm looking at Josh Schuster. Uh, but he's going to play uh, how many minutes he'll get. Um, so there's one, I guess, question is, are there any good recommendations around Andrew Davey plus 25K in the salary bank or your thoughts on Trista? Uh, cheers, boys. I'd love to show and keep it up, yeah? Nice. Thanks for your call, Oscar. Andy, you got this one. Yeah, so basically, Schuster is a good feeling. He's 301K. Um, like you said, has that possibility to get in the DPP, like I said earlier. Another good option could be Daniel Alvaro. Mm. He's on fire coming I from got him, off the mate. bench. I've got him. Yeah, so if you don't have him, I think he's it was 367K. So he'll fit into your cap when you trade Davey out for 350. Mm. Um, and he's got a break even a minus two. So, uh, yeah, he, he could be a good bit of a cash earner as well. So it's either Schuster or Alvaro. I'm going Schuster because I've already got Alvaro. Yeah, I like that. All right, next one. Uh, it's Luke here uh, from Welby's. Uh, question is, just after a um, final winger fullback, mid, sort of like a mid, mid-price mid player, um, I'm looking at Gagai, Kotrick or Rapana. Just want to know your thoughts on that, guys. Cheers, lads. Yeah, really good question today because I actually traded in Nick Kotrick and it was on the back of this, me doing a little bit of extra analysis. But just having a look at the guys, Gagai, 524K. He's averaging 42 with zero tries. Kotrick, 511K, averaging 47 with zero tries. Rapana, 462K, and he's averaging 47, and he scored two tries in the first one. All guys are really well-priced. Depending on your cap situation, I think there's something for everyone here. The big thing, all dual. So all dual positions, so they can cover both positions, which is always a great, especially when you're upgrading. The biggest thing, I think Rapana's probably a little bit inflated with his tries. So I'm looking at probably Gagai and Kotrick as my first two picks. 
Gagai plays in the better team. Kotrick's probably not going to be scoring many tries. So that mm. average, 47, he's doing eight tackle breaks at the moment a game, 120 metres. He's only doing seven tackles because he's kind of dropping back, doing a lot of winger work as well. I kind of like Kotrick. You know, I see a little bit of X factor, and I think Canterbury rely on him a little bit more, and I can kind of see that going from week to week. Gagai, there is still a few guys like Braden Burns to return. So if there's an injury in the winger, he could easily slot there, and he's different on the wing than he is centre. So yeah. that kind of risk factor is all coming in, and I think Kotrick's my man. But 50K less is Rapana. So if you've only got that much in the bank, I'm going Rapana. So I think between Kotrick and Rapana, depending on your salary cap situation, I could afford 511 because I dropped Brian Kelly. So that, that made me upgrade, and I'm really happy with that one. So Kotrick, but I like that question. Did you trade him in last week or this week? Just there, about an hour ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Hey, boys, uh, Alex here. Just one quick question. Um, if you had to choose to trade any of these people out of Nathan Brown, Anthony Milford, Jake Avarillo, and that's probably about it, maybe Kurt Capel, depending on his minutes, uh, what would you do and who would you trade them out for? Not much money in the bank. So just work around that. Thanks, boys. Got to love everyone running out of money. Andy, yeah. take it away. Uh, cheers, Alex. Uh, look, it, it is only the round two. Look, I'd, I'd be careful with trading out players so early. But with Nathan Brown, yeah, he has a little bit of reduced minutes. But with Madison out, they're going to look for another – going to need another leader on the field. So don't – he might get those minutes back for the next couple of weeks while he's out. So uh, Before – sorry, just to cut you off. I've got a little bit of news. Paris taken their offer for Nathan Brown off the table an hour ago. As in the two uh, to re sign. So, what yeah. is, is Manly? I don't know. Manly? So, it's not like, Ooh. it's just come in. Sorry, just to cut you off, but that was really good. Sorry, Andy. So, trade off. him, trade him. <laughs> 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 nah. He could get big minutes at Manly. <laughs> <laughs> they need someone. So, uh, look, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't pull a trigger on Nathan Brown. Uh, Jake Avrilo, he's had two games, and uh, second game he tried. He thought it'd be better, but it's against Penrith. Mm. They were just dying in the ass. It was wet, wet weather. I'd give him a chance another week this week against Broncos. Surely, surely, if he doesn't do this one, that's when you pull the trigger on Jake. Yep. Uh, Anthony Milford, that's the one. If you wanted to get rid of someone, that's who I would punt. Um, doesn't I can't see him getting back to that form he had from was it two years ago. It, it is only two rounds, but doesn't look good. And especially with Deed and Lube in the reserves, it's just a little bit scary. So he'll be the one I'd probably punt. And you were mentioning earlier with Kurt Cape. Well, I agree. He's not really a trade. He's too. No, don't waste the trade. The, the minutes is uncertain. But yeah, if you're going to get rid of Milford, uh, if you need a half, Schuster is that perfect pickup. You, when you sell him, he's only 300K of Schuster. So you've got to be cash in the bank to because you said you were short as well. So there you go, get that cash in the bank. Colby, sorry we've left you out for so long. I'm going to skip you so we can give you a question. So you're getting a bit cold there. Yeah, I'm still here, hey boys. boys uh, it's Jack here. Just uh, want to ask a question about Nathan Brown. This is the same guy. Is Alex uh, and Jack the same guy? VSL. <laughs> if so, who should I trade him to under 714K? Thanks. Surely Jack and Alex are the same bloke. <laughs> He just he just really knuckled down his question to Brown. Maybe they're twins. But Corby, was that your question? Yeah, 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 yeah it was. I, I had him at seven oh nine K at the moment. He's um averaging that forty eight point five points. If you want to go sideways, there's two that I'd be looking at. Mitch Barnett at seven hundred and fourteen K, averaging sixty seven, so scoring a lot better. I think you can still get on him. And uh, as we talked about in the uh, earlier part of the week. I think he's going to keep the goal kicking. He's only missed one. At so the do moment. I, yeah. Uh, one from 10 for his 10 shots. So, yeah, Mitch Barnett or Junior Paulo, uh, the other bloke in the team that's going to take the minutes from him. He's you? at 720K and also averaging the 69. So both scoring well above 20 more points than uh, old Brownie. If you wanted to make some cash, mm. the two that I'd be looking at is Alvaro. We mentioned 362, so mm. almost halving it. There's 350k to spell now. He's averaging 47, uh, which is just under what Brownie is. So you're not losing any points there, but gaining 350k. Or Kalamatangi, keep an eye on him. He had his one start for 45. Again, it's three and a half under the average points of Brown. And he's at 399, so saving still 300k there. So a couple to think about there, uh, whether you want points. You're still going to get the same points. If you want more points, go to the top two big dogs or 
get some cash with those other two. Hey, Corb, do you reckon Alvaro has a chance of uh, cracking a starting spot? I do. I, I had this written in uh, the other day when we're going through team lists. He, I mean, who, the two starting, Laurie, is that aggressive off the bench? I feel like mm. um, he could potentially, yeah, come in mm. soon. I, I, I really, I'm gunning for Alvaro this week. I think Alvaro and Schuster are the two that I'm going to bring in. Um, I'm still trying to work out who's coming out of my team, but I think it's <laughs> David. Yeah, David, we'll, we'll answer this question later. All right, final one before we go to Latsy. Yeah, hey boys, it's uh, Josh here from Sydney. Uh, just asking a question. Would you think going Tino to Tupanua and Avarillo to Remus Smith is a good trade? Let me know. Thanks, boys. All right, you miss Alex, Josh, and Jack the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think with Tino, I think you've got to give him a little bit, just give him maybe two more games. He's At the moment, he's kind of got those ineffective tackles in his game, which I think mm. can change very, very quickly. With Toops, I think you've kind of missed the boat a little bit if you don't get on this week. So you've got a big decision to make here. If it was me, I'd probably say Tino again. Don't waste trades because I think you can still get to Tupanua later in the year. With Toops, he's probably probably outperformed a little bit the first two games and he has scored tries. In terms of his base is really good though, 35 tackles. Me and Corbs were talking earlier on the Tuesday podcast about the way that the Roosters defend. So he's going to get a lot more middle tackles, middle because he defends in the middle from time to time. 90 metres gain, four tackle busts. I can see him averaging a 45 minimum every week. I really do think he's going to project somewhere in the 55s. So I'll probably say for right now, no. With Avarillo, I think everyone's just down on him. But the blokes dead set played on two heavy tracks. He's got a new halves partner. He gets an opportunity, like Corb said before with the Broncos. They get an opportunity to play Bulldogs. But the Bulldogs also get an opportunity to play Brisbane. This is going to be an open game, winner takes all, and I think a lot of confidence is going to come out of this game. Avrilo's averaging like nine run meters. It's going to improve. He's a good footballer. Give him some time. He's got that jewel as well. For me, it's not really a question because I've got both of them kind of in my emergencies, but I don't think uh, Avrilo to Remus trade is just worth it because I don't see Remus's upside any different to Avrilo. So it's just a waste of a trade. So I would say no. I agree. All right, boys, what we'll do, we'll quickly go to Latsy and we'll come back with Punters Club and then we'll finish off with another eight questions. Jeremy Lattimore into an upright and Jeremy has gone in. I'm the goods. I'm the goods. Man, I'm the goods. Everybody watch out. All right, let's check in with the GOAT for his tips. Last week he actually got six out of eight. Another impressive round. Latsy, welcome back, brother. Hey, brother, how are you? Doing really good, mate. The rain stopped, and I can see a perfect round coming ahead for the goat. Mate, looking at the fixtures, it actually looks like it's a Skipper's uh, nightmare this week. But, um, <laughs> Is it? Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll pop the coin and see where it fits and go, take me fits from that. Is it what, mate? Let's start with the, the grand final rematch. Penrith versus the Storms, newly named Blue Bet Stadium, eight. 8.05 on Thursday. Nathan Cleary probably not going to play. Penrith's line, 180 to the Storm, two bucks. That two bucks looks juicy without Cleary, mate. It does, yeah. So, obviously, short turnaround is going to work against Nate. And he's going to have a huge influence on the result. I guess the young kid comes in, Burton, and gets an opportunity to um, have a crack in that hard position. Um, sorry, can you just reiterate? So, Bluebet, is that now the Penrith Stadium? Yeah, they've, they've renamed it as of Tuesday. So, the, the Bluebet, the betting company, obviously, has jumped on board and they've renamed Penrith Stadium. Oh, right. I didn't even know that. We, you know, I'm going to go, even though they're uh, potentially not having the same theory in the lineup, I'm actually going to stick with the locals here. Okay. Buck 80. All right, next game Dragons. Your Draggies went pretty well on the weekend. They're looking at going back-to-back against Manly, who's having an absolute shocker. Again, the line here is great. The Dragons at a buck eighty-five, Manly at one ninety-five. Mate, there's money to be made this one. Hey, yeah, I know. Well, look, it's going to be a um, you know challenge for the boys. But Manly, you know, does have. I don't know what he's like and how he gets the troops firing. So he's going to um, have them ready to rumble, but. You know, the boys, if they can do it on last week, they, uh, you know, they just do it together in a row. But I'm going to have to stick with me boys here and back them to get it done. Yep. But um, I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> I'm with you, mate. Now, another beauty, mate. 
The Rabbitohs versus the Roosters. This one's at ANZ Stadium, 8.05 Friday. Now, before we go in, Rabbitohs are actually outsiders at 2.25. Another juicy one. Roosters at a buck 65. Last year, that last season, Latsy, South won 62-8. Are we taking much and looking back at that at all? I'm going to actually go to the Roosters here. They've been unbelievable the first two games, and obviously the quality of that opposition is going to be different this week because the two teams have come up against a start of the year really poorly. But, you know, I just feel like Roosters, you know, they've obviously not made the grand final last year after the previous year, and they've come out with a real B in their bonnet to start the season. Rabbitohs have not been convincing so far. I'm hoping this isn't the game where they get their uh, shit together, but that'll remain to be seen. But I'm going to go and uh, lose this weekend. Yeah, nice. Now, mate, as a former player, playing in the day versus the night, what's the actual difference? Well, this time of year, it's pretty warm in the middle of the day, so it's not the well, mate, I used to be sucking in the big line, sucking in kids out of the game. <laughs> when, when you get to the middle of the winter, like, you can't beat a season. That's probably my favourite time to play in winter. Yep. Whereas, obviously, as you get further in, deep into the deep of winter, the pool gets a bit dewier and um, the conditions are a bit tougher and freezing cold. The old joints are aching. Um, you're fighting the man on your shoulder to get the body going. Obviously, you to get out on the the field you're ready to go, but that, that pre-game prep can be a little bit different when you're playing at 8 o'clock at night. Next, next up here, Latsy, is your favourite stadium, GIO Stadium in Canberra. Now, the Warriors have a day game there at 3pm, which is nice, like you explained a couple of weeks ago. It's nice in the summer. Now, the Raiders, a buck twenty-five. The Warriors smarting after a loss, four bucks. Don't have a great record at the venue either, four from 16 for the Warriors, but who are you liking in this one? Can I go to the $4 outsider? Yeah, four bucks. Warriors, four bucks uh, down there in Canberra. Now, I went them on the weekend. They let me down. And, and you know, close one against Newcastle. Um, Canberra, I still feel, haven't been convincing either. Um, oh, I'm going to go the outsider here. Oh, yeah. This might, really, this might really bite me, but I'm going to go the outsider and ask the Warriors to get it done down in Canberra. I like it. Now, another tight game. The Broncos-Bulldogs, both... Zero from two. Broncos at home at Suncorp, 5.30 p.m. on Sunday. Bronx at a buck seventy. Bulldogs at 2.15. The Bulldogs got absolutely thrashed by the Panthers last week. But at the venue, eight from 23 for the Doggies. Both shared a win last year over each other. Who are you liking there, lads? I'm going to go to the Broncos. They, um, yeah, they, they, they were slightly due to win. The Bulldogs, I got that game against uh, the Panthers on the weekend and I'm not impressed with their attack at all. Uh, they still look like they're a work in progress, whereas Broncos are starting all right, and they sort of seem to fall away. So I'm backing them to get a bit of a lift at their home ground and, you know, finish strongly this weekend to kick off the Kevin Walters uh, win percentage for the football club. All right, three to go. Parramatta versus the Sharks. Another good game. Bankwest at 7.35 Saturday. Eels at a buck thirty-five. Sharkies again. Juicy. 325, they were pretty good last week. Last year, 14-12 to the Eels. The Sharks have won six of the last seven against the Eels. Who are you liking in this one, mate? No Ryan Madison as well. Yeah, no Madison. Um, I, I, I didn't see the game on Sunday, but I did hear from a really good defensively. But Parra last week, and they burnt me as well. They're just so good at um, Denver Stadium. I'm going to stick with the, the uh, Parramatta Eels, but yeah, that, this, game, this one could actually go either way. Mate. You've got to look them teams with a beat, mate. They're always looking to be on track. Mate, going into Sunday, there's going to be some people with a zero from six in the tips, I reckon. These games could go either well, yeah, way. I, I, I know. I, mate, I'm feeling the tips. I'm going to I would have been better off just flipping heads and tails to be fair. I'd rather get a, yeah. Go zero and six, so I'm going to look like a genius come Sunday, but we'll wait and see. Yeah, I think it's for all of us, mate. Now, Sunday, 4.05, Knights versus West Tigers. That's at McDonald Jones, which is in Newcastle. Knights are buck 35 after winning two games. Tigers after losing two games, 3.25. But head-to-head, 15 all. The Knights flogged them twice last year, and the Tigers are eight from 17 at the venue. Who do you like here, mate? Yeah. I'm going to 
I'd like to think this would be one that I'd definitely get right this week. And you can't be nice. I terrible the first couple of rounds. And just defensively, I know they made changes this week, but some of that, um, you see on the weekend, is pain to spin. There's no energy with their defence and their attack wasn't the greatest. I thought Billy would have had a real effect on them, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just can't see nice getting beaten. Yeah, same. Now, last game, mate. Cowboys versus the Titans. That's at Townsville, six fifteen to end the round on Sunday night. Cowboys at two seventy five. Titans a buck forty five. Before we get into it, let's you know Todd Payton's been pretty public about calling players out for yourself as a player during your career. Would you prefer that behind closed doors, or do you don't mind that if that goes into the media? With that, like I think that's the way it's going to motivate the troops. Um, you know, the week before they called out their best player, who obviously turned out missing the football game with an injury. But if, um, you know, people always plays on the weekend, it would have been like a raging bull. And obviously now they've come out and played ball against the Dragons. So, you know, he's trying to get, get his troops around. And I, I don't mind that, you know. Again, some people might prefer it behind closed doors, but mm. he's trying to motivate the troops and get them going. And so far, they aren't going. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't know this week. I'm going to go to Titans. Yeah, nice. Mate, having played with Val Holmes, you played with him at the Sharkies. He's an out-and-out yeah. fullback, right? Mate, I remember um, the first year I went to Cronulla, we played him in round three, and um, we beat him, and Val was terrible. He played on the wing. He, um, he did not have a good game, mate. Eh? He, he was I don't know. I, mean, I remember the media hammering him after the game, and then he got moved to fullback a few weeks after. And I think he ended up scoring 16 tries from the back. So I think they do need to get him, get him at the back. He's so strong. Drink a good player, but um, I just feel like he's just based on Val on the wing. And he's had a pre-season to prepare, get the K's back in the leg, and he's um, he's just too much of a talent to be wasted on the wing. Yeah. I don't know what you do with drink water, but you've got to just have Val fullback. Like you said, mate, First class and um, obviously Origin, he's a winger, but through his club side, you've got to have him at the back. Yeah, totally agree. Well, Latsy, appreciate you stopping in, mate, and we'll check in with you next week, my man. No worries, legend. Have a great day. And if uh, any of the punters out there following this hit, don't, don't get me back on next week and have a shot for it. <laughs> I love it, mate. Catch up next week. See you, All right, boys, we're back from Latsy. Why don't we knock out our punters club? So let me play a little sound. I'm just struggling today. If you want to become the producer of this show and <laughs> kind of sit with me and Andy and Corbs on a Tuesday and Wednesday night. Be so like you, our Jamie on the Joe Rogan podcast. In, yeah, exactly. That would be mad. <laughs> that would be so good. Put your resume in now. But I love that sound. And Corby, you've been going pretty good lately. I think I got one leg up. What did you get up last week? Uh, I think the one as well. We listen on the side. But, I actually got one up on the side. I feel embarrassed. Yeah, gonna, you, I think I got to put it in the pot. Listen, he's, he's holding out at us. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Corbs, how'd you go last week, mate? Uh, no good. I uh, I don't think I got a leg after getting up first round. I yeah went duck egg. Yeah, after that, pretty ordinary. After that first round, mate, I got a lot of messages saying, "Oh, we're on Corbs every week now." Yeah, no, I'll be back this week. You're starting to see a few patterns and things here, and <laughs> uh, yeah. Why don't you we'll, kick us we'll off be, then, Corbs? We'll bounce back. You kick us off. Righto. I uh, I went to the Newcastle Tigers game, and I'll be cheering on every point here. I went over the 43.5 points. Uh, I then put that into, I think, Jared Croker's back. Oh, look after you, mate. The line. <laughs> uh, I just think the, well, I think the Raiders, the New Zealand had a couple of tough games, and yeah, Raiders might get them up there. No Chanel. That, I think that'll be a big one. They'll miss him. And then I also went, the Draggies, get on them while they're red hot and it's while Turbo's not there. I went the Draggies at minus four and a half uh, at $2.20. And that came into a nice $12.30 Jesus. when you, when you build them up. Jeez, the Dragons wow. fans change their tune real quickly. Oh. Big time. Well, Andy, I'm going to let you go last because you got you're going to have a lot of explanations to do. So mine's a little bit more conservative. So I've got Zach Lomax anytime, two fifty. AJ Brimson to finally bounce back. He's killing me at the moment. Two fifty. Originally, I was going to go for Bailey Simonson because, I, but I know that Corby hates him so much that I've gone into Xavier Coates at a buck ninety. So that's a that's also at any time. So that's paying eleven dollars eighty eight. Gamble responsibly. Now, Andy. All right, I've gone for a big one. I'm trying, <laughs> As trying to chase my losses. Uh, so I've got I've got Adam Elliott any time for the first one. Yep. The Broncos have let 
Five tries in the middle in the last two games. Really, really weak in defending. So the, the Dogs forwards pack hasn't been that punchy. They've got Napa and Offi Ogden. Uh, terrible. So I've gone with Adam Elliott to sneak in. He scored the first game. Uh, and I've gone for him. <laughs> Adam Elliott to sneak in. Yeah, he was sneaking <laughs> off, a, off a pass from Plano. So honestly, him, him first, that's my first bet. Uh, second one is David Fafita anytime versus the Cowboys. Yep. Scored two last week against the Broncos. The same right side that Adam Elliott's on. Um, sorry, left side. Mm. And then um, the, I think who was it? Eason, Eason Masters is, is on that side. He's a great uh, tackle breaker, but not that good in the defense. So, yeah, Daniel Fafita to score anytime. And then into Stephen Crichton as my third anytime scorer. Uh, Viliami kicked kick, <laughs> kick out of scoring two tries last week. Yep. Melbourne Storm do their homework. They'll be on him like a fly on shit. They will be on him in defense. So <laughs> look for Luai, cut out part, Viliami dummy run, defenders on him, dummy cut out pass to Crichton with a one on one with uh, Remus Smith, tackle break. Puts the ball down for a try. I was going to put him first try scorer, but I've withheld because the stats are already pretty good. So that's all up $37.50. Wow. So, yeah, I was going to go first. That's how confident I am in Crichton scoring this week. I got lost in that. Can you just give us your three light legs? <laughs> <laughs> so Stephen Crichton anytime. Yeah. David Feeder yeah. anytime. Yeah. Adam, El- Adam Elliott anytime. What did you say? $37. $37.50. Oh, that's with, yeah, any whatever. Um, put the house on it. I've withdraw some money from the bank. Take us through your dreams. <laughs> I, I haven't can you got. Not take us through your dreams, run by run play, mate, and just. Yeah, we're still looking for. A, we're looking for a new guest host. So yeah, put your resumes in. <laughs> hey, if I win this, I'm 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 a, I'm a starter for sure. <laughs> if, you, if you win that, you can buy Fox Sports. Let's <laughs> let's keep going. We get some more questions. Yeah, good day, boys. Enjoy the podcast. Good info and everything. Um, it's Wolfie from Cronulla. Just curious, uh, Tino scored 25 points this week and it seemed like he um, made some good runs and tackles and stuff like that. Missed a couple that played pretty well. But then Ricky scores a 70 or something similar. It's just I don't understand how uh, those sort of scores came about, especially when Ricky missed a heap of tackles and only had that one really good run. Um, if you have any insight, it'd be handy to know. Also, on the side note, uh, trading in, trading out, who's who's the best halves and centres? Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Wolfie. Good name. Yeah, not bad, Wolfie. I hope you're regular. <laughs> Get a little hoo-hoo sort of uh, sound for you. <laughs> yeah, take it away, Andy. Uh, so that's a classic case of how a great footy player cannot transfer into fantasy. So he made a lot of tackles that impacted the game, stopped the defenders from making momentum, but is a missed tackle in fantasy. Mm. With Tino's stats, in 54 minutes, he ran 139 metres, 14 points, zero tackle breaks, 26 tackles, seven missed tackles, minus 14, no line breaks, no try assist, no line break assist. So not much attacking stats there. Uh, With Ricky's stats, in 80 minutes, he had 193 metres, 19 points, five tackle breaks, that's 15 points, one line break, four points, 38 tackles, 38 points and two missed, one error. So it's minus six points. Mm. So it's all about them attacking stats. Like with R- Ricky, had what five tackle breaks, one line break, and more, and double the amount of tackles. So yep. it's just, yes, Tino had a good impact on the on in the game, but it just didn't transfer into fancy points, unfortunately. The, the merit points, mate. He's got to go to the RTA, have a just an appeal. Well, it, happened, like, it happened with Ricky last week or yeah. the round one with 20 points. So and I think. We talked about before with the inefficient tackles, right? So, yeah, it's yeah, it's they're definitely effective in the game, but yeah, not for fantasy. Mm-hmm. You sort of spill and you're like, ah, oh, bugger, you bounced off. It's minus two points, and you you just sort of get upset. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Next one. Hey boys, uh, Kyle from New Zealand. Uh, Want to say I'm uh, loving the show. Uh, always looking for your new podcast to drop. So, always looking forward to listening to those. Got a few questions, guys. Um, first one, the silly supernova on that rooster's edge, guys. Um, he's having a cracking season so far, and um, yeah, he's flowing under the radar a bit, and um, he's owned by about ten percent now. Um, what are your thoughts on him, and do you think he can keep it up? Um, yeah, he's definitely doing a good job of avoiding caught around. Uh, also, another smoky that I've sort of been keeping a little bit of an eye on is Lindsay Collins. He's a PPM beast, man, and uh, he, yeah, he's playing some real good footy with the Roosters this year. I think it was the uh, guru that 
um, tipped him to be um, a bit of a, a bit of a highlight this year, and I think he's already stood up in the first two rounds. You know, got that late footwork. Uh, I think he got a try assist on the weekend as well. Um, big meters, and man, he just. He runs it from the back fence like a bloody poke gorilla, man. So, um, yeah, I reckon he's having a great season um, to start with. What do you guys think? Uh, and one other um, for you, Corby, since you love the Dragons, Ben Hunt started off pretty well this year. Uh, I think he's holding Dragons together, but I think he's had a lot of good support around him. Um, from his forwards, I think Josh Kerr and, and old Fumano. Uh, playing pretty good in that pack, but um, yeah, what do you think of Ben Hunt and the Dragons, mate? I'm really starting to think they're not uh, wooden spoon contenders anymore. Uh, anyway, have a good day, guys, and uh, thanks for answering my questions. Choo-choo, up the Warriors! Yeah, big shout-out to Kyle, friend of the show, but Jesus, mate, what are you trying to take over the show with your four-minute question? Oh, I was going to say, how'd you enjoy the chopper ride? With the- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was going on. Big Kyle, but always appreciate you, you know, joining in, and we always chat a lot on the social, so big one. But Corbs, why don't he's called you out with Benny Hunt, and you're on a bit of a roll with your draggies, as you like to say. So why don't you kick us off? Yeah, that's Cole Lomas, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Twitter, yeah, legend. Oh, um, I didn't, ben I didn't Hunt, match him. Uh, he's killing it. He's running the ball is the best part about his game at the moment. So over his first two games, four tries, three line break assists, six tackle breaks, two and a half offloads. Almost 300 kicking meters on average. He's um yeah he's killing it. If he can maintain that, then yes. Like at that 75 uh, average, which is huge. It, it is early days, and you probably missed the boat on him. To be honest, mm. um, I wouldn't be going and chasing him. Um, you might upgrade him later on if he can just maintain those points. Um, because he's priced at seven eight uh, seven eighty nine k now. The dragons look better, but um. But as a Dragons fan, like we're that far away, like from the mid-season slump that can hit us. So I'm not getting too carried away. We're we're far away from the wooden spoon, though. We're, we're pushing away. I've been actually been impressed with McCulloch's involvement and how much he's brought to the team. I, I thought they were mad for getting rid of McInnes, but it turns out to be a masterclass from. Yeah, Ripper. I think Hook as well. I think that was a mad move because yeah, I think he's reduced the pressure on him. I think he's used to that. That style from McCulloch. Mm, like McCulloch's words, a yeah. great game manager as well. So he might not jump out of dummy half very well, but the thing is he's controlling that ruck and controlling the speed of that middle really, really good. But, Corbs, sorry, I missed your your text message there. I missed something on Nathan Cleary. Yes, there's a player saying, well, a question saying if he ever – Was that um, from the very first question from Jeff? Yeah, the yeah. very first one. Sorry, Jeffy. drop in price. Well, the thing is, is the way he's playing, like last week he had a quiet game and he hit an 80. Like – the guy's incredible. Like, no, I don't think he's going to – I think he's going to be the first – did anyone get to a million bucks last year? Uh, I think Huss was very, very close. Mm. Yeah, but I'm also upset I missed the boat. But, hey, doesn't matter about this week. Yeah, Yew! exactly right. <laughs> Suck it. There's going to be a lot of people come back to the pack, especially with Pups out as well. It's, mm. it's. I reckon it's the round to make a move. That's why I went on Kotrick. I just think at the moment the, t- the ladder's so tight, like I was trying to explain on the Tuesday show. There's 80 points between me and bloody 200th place. I'll be, oh. lucky. I'll be lucky to hit 500 this week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, to answer your next part of the question, Kyle, which was a pretty good question, you were talking about Toops and Lizzie Collins. So we've talked about Toops a lot. I do like Toops, and it's one of those things that I think you need to be in now and you're going to have to wait until probably after bye week because I am projecting him to average that 55 to 60 each week. That right edge with Kiri is only going to get better and better. Kiri's ball playing great. Toops is playing good. I talked about the trend with their defense, him moving into the middle at stages. He's going to keep up that base stats. So I think Toops, yes, has come onto the radar. If you picked him up in round one, you are a champion. Lindsay Collins, Rads is back. I think his minutes, well, round two already showed that 51 minutes from 63 in the first uh, round. I'm projecting putting 45 minutes. I think where Hargraves will play more minutes as the season rolls on, but Lindsay Collins deserves it. He's a state of origin player now. 45 minutes, I think that's a cap, especially when you consider the Roosters might roll with three or four middles off the bench. So that one will do for now. So let's keep moving on. Hey, lads. Jaden from uh, God's Country, Campbelltown. I'm just calling to see your thoughts on um, Isaiah Papali'i or Lindsay Collins. Cheers. 
NDS, your one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Jaden from Cambo. I feel like a few people might be um, might have a <laughs> different idea with God's Country, but hey, look, you are hey. God's Country wherever you want it to be. Campbelltown Sports Ground, <laughs> mate. Uh, yeah, with Papa Lee or Collins, my choice, my standout choice is Papa Lee, okay. especially if you're starting that uh, role on the edge for Madison. Uh, he was already the star player before he comes onto the bench and play, possibly might play 80. Mm. So um, with him, it's. Sorry, 575k for an average of 57.5 fantasy points. Break even is 22. Yep. Uh, so he's going to play 80 minutes. With him, it's his base stats. So over the last two games, he's had six tackle breaks, one offload, and one turnover from two games, which is not that much attacking stats, but that's solid base. With Collins, he's 62.5 fantasy points average, which is pretty good, but. 569k, his break even's 15. But with that, he's had two try assists from the big forward, mm. <laughs> one line break, two turnovers, four tackle breaks. That's massive attacking stats. And what you're saying with the reduced minutes with the Radley back, yeah. I just can't see him up, up, upholding that sort of fantasy level. So that's uh, Papali'i for uh, the win there. Collins kind of already peaked, right? I think if you picked him up before um, before the whole season, you're laughing. Yeah. Just offload him now. <laughs> yeah, before we went on air, Corbs, me and Andy were just chatting about Papali'i and he's going to obviously jump on that left edge for Maddo. But the thing is, I reckon out of the whole thing, Sean Lane owners might be pretty good out of this too, both in draft and classic, because he's got a lot to prove now too, because his spot's on the line, because Madison can play on either edge. That's the mm. biggest thing. Yeah, it might be the same case that we predicted with Marnie. Remember, we were saying he's got a few nipping at his heels, and mm. geez, hasn't he come out of the blocks? Yeah, well, competition creates excellence. So that's why I'm killing it today because of all these resumes coming. <laughs> <laughs> keep sending those resumes, Christopher, talking with TK.com. Andy's on yeah, we've got fire. We've got to keep his standard up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next one. Oh, right, g'day, lads. It's Jimmy from up here in Bridge, Vegas. Loving the show. Hope everyone's keeping safe in all this rain. Hey, my question relates to uh, something Ben was saying last week, uh, and that is to kind of you know resist the temptation to trade over the next kind of three to four weeks. So my question is like, what are you guys doing fantasy footy wise uh, to sort of channel that energy whilst resisting the temptation to trade? Cheers. Interesting question. Yeah, I, was th- I was thinking about this because I went for a walk in the sun this afternoon and this was on my mind. And I'm going, all right, we watch way too much footy, number one. Two, we can't watch every single game anymore. Everyone's got to get a hobby. I like the gym, so I'm going to increase my gym work. And I think everyone's just got to get out of the house. Like the rain killed us because everything got cancelled on the weekend. Pretty much all my plans cancelled. <laughs> so what I do, watch footy, got frustrated at all my players, Look, got that- angry. <laughs> And I thought I was worse for it. Boys, what happened to you guys? Uh, for me, I think my clearest just easily said and done. Look, you just, when you, you're at your most mental clearest after you have a pull. If you think, oh <laughs> if you're thinking about pulling a trade off, mate, just pull someone else and then you, wow. you think you're clearest after that, mate. You're good. We are still <laughs> looking for new hosts. <laughs> yeah, that. Went south. Uh, <laughs> I actually did listen to Ben. I only went the one trade, but and now in hindsight, just with all the chaos, I, that's I think, not even the question, early, Colby. That's not the question. <laughs> we're how, we're how coming to that next. Is how do you resist, and what do you do to channel your energy? That's number one question. Jim, uh, the gym. I've got, I've got kids. Kids take the fakes <laughs> off me. They keep me busy. Now yeah, than that, nothing. <laughs> now, nah, like you said, you go like to golf for a run or something. Yeah, go play golf. Just do something, like you said, that's away from it. You're not constantly thinking about it. Yeah, okay. Sorry to cut you off, Corby, but <laughs> we wanted to know what you do, whether you meditate or you <laughs> yoga. I have tried yoga, but I was no good. No, nah, okay. You look like a bit of a monk at the moment, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually man. like yoga lately. I found this YouTube channel. It's called Yoga with Adrian. It's, it's fantastic, actually. I highly recommend it. I would like to give it a crack, but yeah, it's another. We'll talk about it later. I'm telling you, yoga with Adrian. <laughs> I'll put you on the right path, but Corbs. Maybe on Saturday before we start watching the footy. <laughs> Lycra. <laughs> What's this? What, are you going to talk? You were just <laughs> yeah, all no, over what it was before. the question? The yeah, tra- cut out then. The trade one. What do you yeah. do? Oh, I think it's money making early rounds. I know that you've got to resist, but. Um, it's all about the money making. I, I think he, he's good. You, you put a price tag on a trade that hundred to hundred fifty thousand is what he said, and I, I think that's not far off the mark. I mean, yeah, that, that's the sort of 
analogy I'm, or the strategy I'm going with, like with the people panicking when players have that one bad game, you give them a few weeks, try and make that 100, 150K trade and, um, yeah, don't panic. Yeah, I think just the injuries would be the yeah. main ones where you go pull the trigger. Don't yeah. trade big players. They're only out one or two weeks. Example, Cleary, Crichton from last week, Puppy from this week. Hold. They're worth too much money. It's not worth the trade because you're just going to be busting trades. We've made a couple of calls on trades this week. So just be patient. Gut feel, but be patient. <laughs> Next question. Hey, TK, Andy, and Corbs, my Louis from Lumia here. And I just wanted to ask, um, I've got currently Avrilo and Herbert as my centres, and I've got no free cash. Do you think there's any upcoming centres that are cheap that I can sort of swap and put them in their position? Because uh, they're really letting me down. Thanks, guys. This Louis bloke sounds like this gibber on our chat that thinks he's going undefeated in draft <laughs> league this year. Oh, the shit that he's <laughs> So Andy used to be the lippy one in the chat. His brother took over at the start of the year, and now this Louis has taken over from Adam. So you... I think if he gets it's only round two. Yeah, if he gets that. And I've got him next round. I'm going to destroy him. <laughs> anyway, Louis, so Avarillo and Herbert, I think this was your question, Corbs. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm planning this week, and it was very lippy that Pappenhausen went down today. Yeah, you just don't do that. That's that's another one for you newbies. Karma's really bad in this. Like, as soon as you get lippy, something will happen. You guys, the fancy gods do exist. Guys. You can't get lippy. Oh, big time, big time. I guess I'll help him out a little bit. <laughs> I'll try to try, try to throw him a curveball. <laughs> Uh, yeah, bring in Simonson. He's a really good guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think the the Avrilo we've talked about, I don't think get rid of him. I think you hold him is the advice that we've all sort of gone with there. Herbert, uh, if you are looking at getting rid of him, um, the, the two that sort of I would be looking at is Tessie New, and I think he still can get on the bandwagon there uh, at 305K, um, but yeah, he, he's only going to go north, I think. And Remus Smith, we saw him get a, a bit of early ball and be, he was able to show his sing last week. The more the weeks go on, the better he will get, I think. And I think his price is only going to improve. And, and even when uh, Brenko, if Brenko comes back, goes for the wing, uh, I still see him getting uh, some good points. I like it. Yeah, okay. They should just listen to us with Momorowski from the start. <laughs> he's killing it. All right, let's continue. This might be... Yeah, g'day, boys. Ethan here from the Central Coast. Uh, we've got a draft question for you. Uh, I've got a, got a pending trade that I'm just uh, I'm mulling over. A bloke in my league's offered me uh, RTS and uh, Luke Brooks for uh, the injured Harry Grant. Um, I've got Hodgson that I can bring into hooker as, as uh, my hooker cover. Um, Brooks will be going into the halves, obviously, to uh, replace... Uh, Clifford, uh, and then I've got RTS will come into my wing fullbacks to to replace uh, Moylan. So let me know what you think, boys. How does it affect my team structure? Do you think it's a good move moving forward? Uh, love the pod. Thanks, boys. Have a good one. That's spicy, Andy. Yeah, it is. I was umming and ahhing thinking about this one, and I've come to the, the decision of what I would do. <laughs> so I've been hurt in the past by not having a captain. I've had good players. But then not having that main captain who still goes his 60-plus every week, yeah. which I think Harry Grant will be when he comes back. Yeah. You can tell Melbourne are lacking with that sort of hooker. Yeah, Brandon Smith's good, but he can't play 80. Harry Grant can, yep. and he can do it consistently and with a great stat. So I'm, I'm going to say deny that trade. Even though Luke Brooks and RTS are good for a good season, you could put Hodgson in. But mm. I'll be looking more or, off, more or less to offload Hodgson for someone else. But, yeah, that, that – a captain that you can choose to have the double points is just it's just a lot um, more beneficial to have and the set and forget with Grant just seems too yeah. um, too good. Wise words. I think he, he would have been better off getting that trade after round one, not two. Because yeah. Brooks was worth, I feel, a lot more than seeing him with Dewey against a good team and they were just clueless. Oh, the other guy, yeah, for sure. He yeah. would have sold him high. Yeah, yeah big time. All right, final question, boys. Yeah, g'day, boys. Geordie from the Goldie here. I'm just looking to trade out either uh, Lockie Lamb or Big Tino because they've been a little bit disappointing over the first two rounds. So I want to trade either Lamb for Chad Townsend or Big Tino for Papali'i. 
In your guys' opinion, what would be the better trade, or should I give them both one more week to prove themselves? Uh, cheers, boys, for the podcast and all the help you've been given. Cheers, Jordy, but I'm going to make this sweet. Short and sweet. Hold. <laughs> you just got to. It's round three. You've got to give Tino opportunities at a new club. Going to Papa Lee here, again, you've got – with Papa Lee, he's, he's already outperforming two rounds. He's in a new position, so we don't know long-term where he's going to fit. And at the same time, he moves from the middle to an edge. So I've just got a little bit of doubt with that one. So I still think Tino's got some value. With Lamford Townsend, I think you're seeing dollar signs because Townsend is on a roll at the moment. And he will continue this to around six to eight. And then when SJ's back, SJ will take the kicking and he'll go back to being a 30 player. Townsend's a great player. But Lamb, I still think, is upside because he's still learning that 5-8 role. But, boys, this is the final question. It's so open season. Well, well, with Lamb also, just everyone pulling the trigger, um, he hasn't had much defense. So he got a lot of, ta- lot of the points last year from defense. Yeah. Like Bill running him because he's a fresh half. And he hasn't, he hasn't made 17 tackles last game. That's not much. So when, when Roos is eventually... You think they'd stop momentum after a while. There'll be a bit more uh, traffic running their way. So you could get those stats see this, uh, to rise again. And with his dad being the great Adrian Lamb, he's got pedigree. <laughs> he's got legit pedigree. Corbs. Yeah, they're not. They're panic trades, those ones. Uh, we, we did forget. I don't know if uh, the button's been missed. Foxy from Yeah, Bray I know. Bray. I was trying to find Foxy's questions. but That's all right. I've got it here. Uh, so his thoughts on Jaden Braley. Can he keep it up all season? Uh, yeah. oh, that's, that's probably why I just I cut it out intentionally. Cause... And it, it, it was uh, – <laughs> I was going to cover that one. So 80 minutes seems to be with him. He's going to get that, which is a massive win. Mm. Um, that may be the odd game where he's rested or comes off early and uh, Watson might go in there. But he's averaging 55 tackles a game, two tackle busts a game, no missed tackles so far. So he seems to be, with that sort of stuff, which I think he can keep up, he seems to be hovering around that 60 average. Um, That's below what he's currently at at the moment. So with these stats, yeah, I I think he can sort of keep it up. If he he keeps the 80-minute hooker, and it looks like from the the get-go, sort of all pre-season as well, they were saying he's going to be that 80-minute hooker. We thought, coming back from the injury, they might have sort of eased him in, but they've just gone up straight 80 from the get-go. And, yeah, I'm a happy owner. I reckon... He's not going to get as big as scores, but yeah, he'll be easily looking at that fifty to sixty average. He's one of the players that I regret left out um, coming into the season. Seeing that first game as well, I was like, oh, no, surely he can't score that again. Mm. Yeah, it's a little bit disappointing. I've missed out as well. Yeah, I think we picked the wrong Braley. Too but late now. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's played in two range, you know, affected games. He's played in the middle as well. So I think we we'll get a better gauge on what he's like this week yep. and over the next couple of weeks. But yeah, at the moment, hats off to him. I'm back from injury. I don't know what's going on with the high-performance staff up there in Newcastle. They're doing some good things. Connor Watson looks great too. So Maybe do some testing. <laughs> yeah, big time. All right, boys. Mad, before- dog, Mad Dog McDougal's been in there helping out. In the man shakes. In the man shakes. <laughs> How punchy was that tonight? That was pretty good, boys. We didn't jibber, like, apart from Andy with, like, a few different things. It was pretty good. I gave us a yeah, seven. Too bad. I gave us a seven. We got our tips quickly. Yeah, just going to oh, chuck yep. those in. So Thursday night, boys, we got Melbourne versus Penrith, the grand final. Andy, oh, I forget what I tipped in the thing. I think it's, um, I think Melbourne here. Oh no, sorry, it's Panthers at the home stadium. Yeah, on them, yep. I'm going Storm. I'm going Storm. No Cleary. Yeah. Next game, six p.m. Friday, we've got the Dragons at home at Wollongong against Manly. I've got Dragons. <laughs> Knock, knock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say, say that next week. No, I think Dragons will come away with the goods. If Dragons... Oh, hang on. Hang on. Two weeks ago, you guys are tipping hey, for the excu- spoon and excu- you're going to tip them for two excuse wins. Excuse me. Last week, who was the only person that tipped the Dragons? Yeah, This he guy. Did. This guy here. So, yes. Corbs, if they win two from two, I'll bring back the theme music for your entry <laughs> yeah. next week. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Next game, probably the match of the round, Rabbitohs, 8.05. At ANZ Stadium against the Roosters. I'm going the Rooster, 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 man. How good a song is that? I've got to stick with that just for your singing. <laughs> yeah, cool. Roosters as well there. Three o'clock Saturday, Raiders versus the Warriors, Andy. Yeah, Canberra at home. Um, be too good for me. Yeah, yeah with, with big jazz back, I think Raiders will get home. Raiders. Yeah, like that. Now, probably the toilet bowl for the Broncos <laughs> versus the Doggies, 5.30 at Suncorp Stadium. This will be a tough one. I think surely, surely the Broncos have to get up here. Yeah, I think so. At Suncorp for the home fans. Yeah, I I'm, think Bronx. Yeah, I'm on the Bronx there too. 
probably the grand final preview. We've got Parramatta versus the Sharks, 7.30 p.m. at Bank West. We should do a live call this one. <laughs> we some very pissy people. We'll be blind by then. But I'm going the Sharks. Oh, you got to go the Sharkies. Yeah, These are the shortest the odds. Yeah. Uh, like we'll, I'll stick with my team, Parramatta. So. Corbs? Yeah, I think Parra will get you there. Sorry, TK. Sunday, you're going to the game, aren't you, Corby? Yeah, I'm going to head to this one. Yeah, nice. Newcastle versus the Tigers at Newcastle. 4.05 kickoff. Can't go past the Knights, mate. I think the Knights by plenty and Maguire will have to drop another couple. Well, you saying by plenty by more than 43.5 points? <laughs> oh, I think they will be. I tell you what, but Ponga owners must be hating it because the more they win, the more they'll delay his comeback. Yeah, they don't need to. Man. They don't need him back. Like, Unlucky why, Dave. Why risk? <laughs> 6.15 to end the round. Cowboys... Versus the Titans. An interesting game now with Ash Taylor out as well, Andy. Oh, I've gone for the upset here. I've gone for the Cowboys. Nah, I think Payton's got absolutely no idea what he's doing. I think the Titans yeah. will run right. You just, no, you seen how, him. You've seen how <laughs> depressed they were in, in the sheds afterwards. They literally, they put their all in and watch them this week. I think they're the gonna, team or Todd Payton. <laughs> nah, the team, the team. And Todd Payton was, he was, they were all miserable afterwards. So. Actually, you know, me and one of my mates, Blake, were having a laugh the Broncos game last week. They had 18 coaches in the box, and they did not have a game plan. Like, we are going, what do they do? Like, It's like the All-Stars game plan. Just put them in the field and see what they do. I've got no idea. I think Titans will get that one. Yeah, me too. I think AJ Brimson will come back to form, and then I'll just start destroying you all. <laughs> all right. All right, boys. Well, enjoy the weekend. Corbs, you enjoy Newcastle on, Saturday, on Sunday. Andy, I'll see you on Saturday, my man. See you, listeners. Thanks for listening. Good luck to all the coaches. And let's go. About, let's hope our punters club gets up. Yeah, for sure. Gamble responsibly. Gamble yes, responsibly. Please do. Bye-bye, guys. Yeah.